Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Daryl Moose Johnson, now Fox Sports NFL analyst, is joining us. So you did the Jags Niners last week, and it's one thing to watch a game or you watch film. It's another thing to watch in person. So let's. Trevor Lawrence is fine. That Niners off a bite was a handful. But I want to talk Brock Purdy. You've now seen him live um, and against a team that's got some players. What do you make of Brock Purdy? System, not system? What do you make of him? Well, I, I think there's a little bit of system for every quarterback. Um, you know, I, I can go back to Troy. You know, in Norv's system, I mean, he loved it. He had confidence in it, and, and he played outstanding. When Chan Gailey came in and he was in that system, it didn't play to his strengths. So I think everybody, every quarterback, even Hall of Fame quarterbacks, you know, there's a system component to how they play. Um, so there's going to be a little bit of that for Brock Purdy. But, but I tell you what, Colin, he, he can make some throws. And, yeah. and it's exactly what Kyle Shanahan was talking about. During that three-game losing streak, I really looked more at the defense. I mean, that's what popped out to me on film. They weren't playing to the 49ers standard. Dre Greenlaw was hurt. Kind of the same impact that Trent Williams and Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey being nicked up had on the offensive side of the ball. Now, he had some critical interceptions, especially down the stretch in those games that are directly related to the loss. But, you know, the majority of the game, you know, he's playing extremely well. I mean, he's still making those great throws. Very anticipatory. Um, he's building trust. If you look at the five interceptions that he had during those three games, two were to Brandon Ayuk, uh, who he said he's getting much better with and, and understanding and building that trust. Uh, Ray Ray McLeod, Elijah, uh, the running back, Mitchell. Yeah. Um, and then uh, one more. And it, it was it was people who he's not familiar with. Juwan Jennings was the, was the last one. So he's still got to build that rapport with them. So when you're throwing in a anticipatory style into the middle of the field if quarterback and wide receiver are not in lockstep 
you have the potential for an interception. And, and that's one of the things that Kyle shared with us. He goes, you know, he, he loves the phrase let her rip. He wants that let her rip quarterback. And he referenced a little bit with Kirk Cousins of why he's had interceptions through his career. You know, when you play that style, you know, sometimes you're going to have those interceptions. And uh, he was fine with, with Brock's style of play, you know, during the course of those three games. And I think he proved to everybody coming out, you know, after that bye, how well he played against Jacksonville. Dallas is almost like a college team where they're just crazy good at home. <laughs> like at home, they play with their hair on fire. There's a different emotional level. And then they go on the road, and you're not quite sure what the college team's going to give you. You just don't know half to half. I don't know if it's cultural. I, don't, I mean, Dak is virtually as a favorite unbeatable at home. It's weird. The NFL's not like that. You got headsets, you can hear. Good teams don't go on the road and fold. That's just not the way it works. But Dallas is interesting. We, a couple years on this, Moose. What, what there's, I can't even. There's not a comp. I always feel like Philadelphia. I get the same team home or away. Maybe a little better at home. Same team. Same with Kansas City. I get kind of the same team. What do you make of Dallas? This almost collegiate home team that can throw a stinker out on the road. Is it leadership? Is it culture? What do you make of it? Well, I, I don't – I'm not going to put the Philadelphia game in that category. I, I, I don't know what happened in San Francisco. And that was, one of the, that was one of the things that Kyle Shanahan shared with us that got himself into trouble. He said, he goes, I was the most unpleasant 4-0 coach in the history of the NFL because I felt like we weren't playing very well. And then we played Dallas. And everything was great. You know, that's what we expected. So, you know, was that a great San Francisco? Or was that, again, some of that bad Dallas on the road? Since that game, they've kind of started to transition – offensively into a different style of play. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how that transmits on road games. I, I think the Philadelphia game, you know, you saw how well Dak played in that game. I mean, it literally came down to a game of inches, right? The, the yeah. spot on the goal line, stepping out of bounds on the two-point play. Um, you know, it's just those those parts of the game uh, where you say football's a game of inches that you really get a feel for what that exactly means. So, I think that there's been a change in what they're doing in the offensive style of play, and I'm, I'm interested to see how that translates on the road. But it was one of the things that, that Jimmy Johnson was always big with us. Um, you know, always started off, you got to win your home games, you're going to split on the road. You know, he had this theory, but his whole mantra was having that swagger going on the road. And just go back to the University of Miami. You know, when they traveled, when they came into stadiums at the collegiate level, you know, the, the, the bravado and the swagger that they brought there. You know, he wanted us to have that, whether we were going to the vet, going to Candlestick, wherever we were going, you know, we needed to carry that with us. And, and I think it's something that has to be talked about. I think it has to be part of the culture inside the facility. You know, half of your games are, are going to be on the road. And, and if you're a team that really struggles on the road, it's going to put you in a really tough spot come December. So um, I, I said last week, I don't remember Jimmy Johnson's Cowboys having a lot of players-only meetings or, or, or Bill Walsh's <laughs> Niners. Usually it's a sign of crisis. But um, I, I'm not saying, you know, it would be almost like in my family if there was a kids-only meeting, no parents. Like, this, you know, maybe it can help. I don't know. But when I hear it, I get very cynical. I'm like, okay, this, this is this, – I, I joked earlier, it's like when your boss says, hey, could you stop by my office after work? Nothing good is going to be discussed. What do you make of players-only meetings with the Jets? Is that is Sala in trouble here? 
Oh, that means nothing is going right. Uh, they, they, there's something really, really big behind the scenes that they feel that they have to have conversations away from coaches, uh, but the coaches already know. It, it, players only meetings. We had a couple of them, and and nothing really gets done. It's it's basically the airing of the grievances. Yeah. Um, and then you just kind of move on. I really don't know uh, if I've ever heard anybody come up and say, "Oh no, no, that's not true." We had a players only meeting one time, and we really got down to some of the core issues. And you know, after that players only meeting, we really turned everything around. So I think it's always a sign of a team in trouble. And then there's really not anything that that's earth shattering coming out of it. So you're kind of in that same that same position, but now everybody knows you're in trouble because you call the players only meeting. I have a great parlay for you this weekend. Thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook. New users use the code HERD, H-E-R-D, when you download the app. Now for my parlay pick of the week via DraftKings Sportsbook. I always take good teams that have been humiliated the week before. Jags got hammered by the Niners. I'll take a minus six and a half to cover at home against the Titans. No way the Rams beat the Seahawks twice. Seattle's minus one. A better, younger, healthier team. I'll take Seattle. Broncos at home, minus two. I know it's a short week off the Monday night football win, but I think the Josh Dobbs story has limitations. Go Denver. If you want to take the herd parlay, check out DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, please use the code HERD, H-E-R-D, when you download the app. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details. Hi, it's the herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. Finally, Moose, uh, Daryl Moose Johnson, Fox Sports, uh, three rings. It's supposed to be a great college quarterback draft class. Well, we know this last one wasn't supposed to be any good, and Anthony Richardson's dynamic, C.J. Stroud's amazing, Will Levis has something, so you don't really know. Um, But we talked about Arizona, a team, you know, they they beat Dallas. I said the 10 teams right now, that ha- would have the first 10 picks. I said, I could see all of them taking a quarterback. But i push back on Kyler Murray. If Arizona had like the first or second, I could trade that and get a boatload of picks. And I said, this guy went to a what's perceived as a poorly owned, poorly coached team in a division with McVay, Pete Carroll, and Shanahan and made the playoffs. He, he was an overcomer. I mean, Dak came into the league. He had Zeke, a great old line. Cowboys generally draft pretty well. There was nothing going right in Arizona, and he pulled them to the playoffs. I'm a Kyler Murray fan. People push back on his personality in the video games. And here's what I say, Moose, and tell me if I'm wrong. Modern players are different. They do play video games. They, they, it's a different world. They, I mean, this kid was a baseball star, a football star. I'm a Kyler Murray believer. I feel like I'm on an island. If they got a first or a second pick in what is perceived as a great college class, Moose, would you take a quarterback or stick with Kyler? Well, I, I think the, the previous regime has already kind of forced you into position there with, with the contract that's that's on Kyler right now. So how how is that? going to impact your cap if you got to step away from it? What is the trade value there of somebody picking that up? Um, I, I don't think it's just the video game because you make a great point. It, it, today's modern college athlete, professional athlete are, are gamers. Yeah. And, you know, they that it's part of their culture. But when that gets in the way of your preparation, when all of a sudden there's a clause in a contract that's requiring you to work a little bit harder – there's something more there than just playing video games. So that would be something that I would be concerned about that you'd have to get a good feel on. Um, I, I, I agree with you. You know, Arizona in that division, um, you know, what he did when he was healthy uh, is, is pretty amazing. But, but that's the other component for me. And, and I think it's got a lot to do with Lamar. Um, you know, the dual threat quarterback in the NFL usually is not as – as fit as he was at the end of the season from a health standpoint, yeah. just because these teams lean on them so much yeah. in the pass game, in the run game. Um, you know, they're, they're not playing their best football or they're not capable of playing their best football when you get to December and January. And that's what you have to have from not only your team, but especially your quarterback. So I think that, that that's, a, that's a big part of it as well. And we haven't, we've seen Tyler or Kyler start uh, the season very, very well, uh, but we're still waiting for that finish. Um, so I think that there's a number of things out there that, that would make this intriguing. 
Uh, and then you've got a new staff. You're going to have a, a coaching staff and an offensive side of the ball that wants to put their spin on what they want to do. Does Kyler fit into that? Are they going to move towards him? And the skill set that he brings to that position, you know, that, that'll be something that we'll have to wait and see. But I, I think the other element that's there now is when you hear somebody like Caleb Williams say, if, if I don't get drafted to the right team, I'll just stay in school another year and make a lot of NIL money. Um, you're not going to make as much as you would in the NFL, but you're going to make a lot of money at the collegiate level with these NILs now. So there's a different dynamic there where when we saw, uh, you know, the, the quarterbacks in the past, uh, you know, the, the, the Peyton Mannings of the world and, and things like that, where I'm not coming to that team, don't draft me, um, you know, things like that. And, and now you've got a little bit of ammunition yeah. with, with that stance. You know, you can actually, you know, you've got something to fall back onto. So I think there's a ton of things going on in that decision, and, and it's actually going to be one of the more intriguing ones in the offseason. Yeah. Uh, Fox Sports, glad to have him. He's got the Niners back-to-back weeks. That's a good team to have back-to-back weeks. That is a – got Hall of Famers in every unit. It is remarkable how valuable Debo is to that team, as you well saw. So they're healthy. They've got the I feel a little bit bad for the Bucks. That's a three thousand mile flight. I wish them the very best at the <laughs> Niners. <laughs> it's a rough sled. Uh, Moose is always. It's great seeing you. Great to visit with you, Colin. Take care. Yeah. How about that? Getting a plane flight three thousand miles and have to face the most talented team in the NFL in several years. They are they are stacked. Did, did you see the video of San Fran coming out of the tunnel against Jacksonville with the boombox and it's like Trent Williams out front, who's like six six, massive. Uh, Debo Samuel dancing, Chase Young. I mean, I'm just telling you right now, this team, they, they're looking oh, scary. I no. don't, people want to say, oh, they lost three in a row. No. That was not the Niners, okay? They had guys out. This team's... No. Uh, Hotel lobby, that's oh. the scariest looking team in the league. Just big, bad dudes. It is. They are in-person, different than everybody in the league. Those linebackers just fly around. Like, this this team... And I, they added Chase Young, who's a specimen. Like, their receivers are physical. They're... Everybody's their safeties are physical. They're linebackers. Like no, they just play a different style of football than the rest of the league. You, I, I was, I saw the just the first quarter, like first two drives of Jacksonville, and I had a buddy who was on Jacksonville texting me, "I'm on the wrong side." So, yeah, yeah. Like you could just tell it's oh, over I instantly. Knew, I knew second drive. Yeah. I'm like, well, come on, well, Niners were dialed in. Yeah, yeah, nothing worse than losing an early game yeah. early window. Jay Mack with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Let's start with Justin Fields. He's back, baby. Yeah. Missed the last four games with that thumb injury. We heard from Matt Eberflus yesterday, and uh, he said that Fields is on board starting in the road game against the Lions. Here it is. He's progressing well, and our plan is to start him this week. He looks good, and so we're excited where he goes. And again, this will be a big evaluation today. Like I said, I think it was Monday about you know going full speed, doing full speed reps and all that. So yeah, it'll be a big evaluation today. Very exciting. Line was ten down to nine. You see nine and a half on the screen in some shops. Um, I think the Bears are live in, in in this one. I think they will be nine very frisky. And, I, I agree. Nine and a half is a ton for a divisional game. The Lions came off a wildly emotional win. Uh, will they have quite that energy? Their and, offense probably won't be as dynamic. And you know what next week is, right? Thanksgiving week. Lions play on Thursday against the Packers. Uh, divisional game, rivalry game. They've owned the Packers of recent uh, last three games. I guess they dominated them. Yeah. Feels a bit of a sandwich spot. Not a huge one because the Packers No, but if stink. I get Justin Fields, I get a playmaker yeah. and they can hang around. And we can talk all we want about the draft. Okay, Justin Fields does not want the Bears to draft a quarterback. He's going to be playing for his job. 
if he plays really well, uh, I know they might get the number one pick with, from but Carolina way, and he has heard, no say. Heard, remember when Kyler Murray, I had Arizona last week. That was the game was I passed on that I should have taken. Kyler Murray hadn't played. And I said, Kyler Murray would not play unless he was ready because his reputation's on the line. And Kyler won the game. Justin Fields here, his reputation's on the line. He's going to come out and play. Yeah. And, and by the way, I don't think you'll learn a ton not playing. But you do get motivated not playing when the understudy, you hear some chatter locally, sports radio, newspaper, hey, this guy's interesting. He's going to be totally focused this week. You want to get interesting. Um, let's just say Carolina wins a couple games and they end up with the third pick. Uh, the Bears get the third pick. Listen, Marvin Harrison, uh, Justin Fields, um, who's he got? DJ Moore. The running game is solid. The defense is coming around. I'm not saying the Bears are a juggernaut or anything close. But you add Marvin Harrison and then they have their own pick. Like, there might be something in Chicago. Maybe. I'm not totally done with Fields. I think you're closer to being done with him. Or? Well, I, I came in like 57, 43%. And I, I think, I mean, if he has a good run at the end of the season, then we're fine. But it, it doesn't look great. The other thing is, forget the winning part. He's just not healthy enough. You, you got to be available every week. Yeah. I mean, for all the criticism of Tua, he's there every week this year. You got to be available. Would love him as the backup with the Jets next year if that's an option. Uh, all right, let's get to Mac Jones. Oh, boy. He is the starting quarterback for the Patriots currently, but uh, I don't know how much that means. Um, they are on a bye. Um, I, I saw a quote that uh, Mac Jones was asked after the game. Hey, why didn't you guys throw uh, it went a Hail Mary at the end of the first half? And he goes, no clue. You know, he's starting to revert to old Mac Jones. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Anyways, um, in an appearance on the Jones and Migo show yesterday, okay. Mego, Migo, whatever, uh, Mac addressed whether he's a starter after the bye week. We haven't talked about that. Um, really, just today we watched the game film and uh, kind of talked about the plans for the bye week. So we have practice tomorrow. So just see, see how it goes there. And, you know, the bye week is a great time to work on things that you can do better. So that's what I'm going to do. Really just focusing on, you know, things I can control and, focused on that. I've always done that and I really need to improve obviously and, and that's what I'm going to focus on. I think you know everyone's frustrated and you know, obviously I am too and there are a lot of things that you know I wish I could do better and I know I'm going to put the work in to do it. Very interesting. Now we had heard some stuff here about Mac um, and the locker room. Uh, there's reports out of the Herald or NBC Sports Boston the Patriots locker room is 80-20 out on Mac Jones. I mean, he's not been benched, what, two or three times? No, no, no. They're, they're, yeah, it, it's a real issue. I was told um, last year he was confronted by one of his offensive teammates. I know who it is. I'm not going to call him out that on this cheap stuff that people were like, dude, that's going to come back to the us. The cheap shots, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so the coaches and the players are out, and he's a bit of a brat. He he struggles being coached hard. Um, yeah, his, it's, it's when the season's over, I'll... It, it sounds insane to say is Belichick losing the locker room, but we know the secondary is a total disaster now. Uh, the, also, the signing the kid from the Chargers is the, blowing up in the, his face. This staff, Judge, Patricia, Belichick, Bill's kids, this is not an optimistic, progressive, offensive staff. It is a hard coaching staff. Bill O'Brien. Yeah, it, Bill O'Brien. These guys are barkers. These guys are tough. And Mac, little coddled. You know what I mean? Alabama was good living. Best year, COVID year, good living. 
I don't think he was ready for how hard and how hard coached he was going there's, to be. There's probably some people driving around now saying, well, he's got no skill position, guys. You put Mac Jones on the Miami Dolphins, he'd be torching it. Like, no, he wouldn't. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not a believer. I'm just out on Mac Jones. Final story, LeBron James returned to the Lakers last night after missing Sunday's game with a calf contusion. Boy, they were LeBron hot. looked good last night. Um, they crushed the Grizzlies. They were, had to play 23 minutes, sat out the entire fourth because they were rolling so much. Memphis is just reeling without John Morant. I listened um, in the second half. They were on fire. They just shot. I'm just well. telling you, man. You guys get to play with LeBron. Cam Reddish has been bounced by like three or four teams. He starts to play with LeBron. It's like Cam Reddish is good. Yeah. Like he's a player. Um, after the game, LeBron said he turns 39 in what, like uh, 35 days or something. Says that he's not feeling his age. I actually don't. Um, and I'm just going out there and just just playing free, free basketball. I feel like um, it's not anything that I cannot do. Um, that I did in my 20s out on the basketball floor. Um, so um, continue to try to be the, the ultimate uh, triple threat, you know, scoring um, in the low post, scoring in the paint, scoring in the mid-range, scoring threes, you know, get to the free throw line when I can, um, things of that nature. So always just trying to keep defense at bay and uh, always had the ability to be able to rebound and, and find my teammates. So um, that's always key. I think that was the best they played all year. That was the best the Lakers yeah. played. Well, all Memphis, year. Memphis stinks. They got Sacramento tonight on a back-to-back, not ideal. On the road, um, so they're on the road or they're no, home? they're at home uh, mm-hmm. against Sacramento. Sacramento's okay. Um, and then Portland, Houston, Houston's looking good. Remember that Rockets take I had this uh, summer that was super spicy. People were totally mocking me after I said keep an eye on the Rockets I as a playoff team. You. Forget people. Yeah. I was Ryan you and were I mocking were mocking me. you. I like the Van Vliet. I like the Brooks. I mean, I don't like him, but um, they look good. It's early. You know, let's remember when Benyama after five games was like, could the Spurs make the playoffs? They're like three and eight now. They well, they, he, they got nothing. They, they got, got nothing to work with. That, and by the way, he he just plays in brief spurts. They're, they're doing it right. He's I mean, he's hit like a 10-game wall, if that's a of thing. Of course. Last five games, he can't make a shot. It's, right. it's a It'll tough be fun. J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. We'll do check in on the Warriors last night getting in a fight. The Clippers without Harden. There's some stories. Rick Buecher stops by next. One more Herd? The Herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search Herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. Listen to Comeback Stories. I'm Darren Waller. You may know me best as a tight end for the New York Giants. You may also know me for my story of overcoming addiction and alcoholism. You may have heard a few of my tracks as an artist or a producer. And you may have seen the work that I've done through my foundation. And you may know my friend and co-host Donnie Starkins as well. He's a mindfulness teacher, a yoga instructor, a life coach, a man fully invested in seeing people reach their fullest potential. And we've come to form this platform of comeback stories to really highlight not only our own adversity, but adversity in the lives of well-known guests with amazing stories. Catch us every week on Comeback Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. 
Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph! Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast. To start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, we had a little skirmish last night in the NBA, and Rick Buecher was there at the Timberwolves Warriors battle last night. So, um... <laughs> was it predetermined? Did these teams have a little bit of an issue here? What did you... It looked really overly feisty. Like there was something behind the yeah. curtain here. What did you? What what yeah. happened here? Yeah. Well, look, the Timberwolves expected it to be a scrappy game. You're playing back-to-back games against the same opponent, uh, and you're doing it against a Warriors team that was missing Steph Curry. So they knew one, they were coming in having been beaten soundly the previous game, and two, knowing that they were going to have to be physical and muck this game up because as of right now the Minnesota Timberwolves are just a vastly more talented team so that was the mindset coming in the Timberwolves expected it there's also an element with Jaden McDaniel I was told is that he uh, one really good long defender and a lot but a, a bit of a hothead and a lot of guys are going at him early trying to get him teed up trying to get him kicked out of the game there's no, it was no accident that this started with Clay Thompson and Jaden McDaniel. That was going to be a tough matchup. But this, in general, is what championship older, aging championship teams do when facing a younger, up and coming team is they try to get the intimidation factor going, they try to get physical to muck the game up. Yeah. Because, one, there's pride, and two, because that's really the best chance they have of winning. You know the Warriors better than anybody that comes on this network. They feel very Steph-dependent. They are deep. They play like nine guys. They're a little bigger. Sarich has helped their length. They're a little bigger than they've been. I kind of like their length. I like their depth. 
But man, do they feel stuff dependent, right? hundred percent. And this is the dirty little secret about the Warriors now, which I don't know if everybody has fully grasped it, but the reality is they're not a very good shooting team. <laughs> you've got Steph Curry, you've got Moses Moody, you've got Dario Saric as a, as a big man who can shoot it from distance a little bit. Klay Thompson, wildly inconsistent, is more of a chucker. He's going to still take shots. He might be hot some nights. Some nights he's not going to be. And then you look at the rest of the team and where you're going to get it. Jonathan Kaminga, not can't count on him as a as as a shooter. Draymond Green, no. Uh, Andrew Wiggins at this stage, streaky at best and has not been good this season. So when you look at the array of pieces that they have, Kevon Looney, another one. Like they just we think of them as the Splash Brothers and this amazing offensive juggernaut. They're a better defensive team than they are an offensive one right now. And that's probably the biggest concern is I don't know how they necessarily fix that issue that they don't have enough three-point shooters. James Harden, Clippers are 0-5. The chemistry, they're a bad fourth-quarter team. J-Mac argues <laughs> they'll get it right eventually. I do love the way Paul George is playing. Will mm. they get it right mm. eventually? Because they're, they're not good at closing games out right now. Yeah, I don't see it, to be honest with you. The, the names are bigger than the games. Paul George said the other, uh, I don't know if it was last night, but recently, that, uh, hey, we got four really good guys. You know, we're going to, we're going to, we'll find a way to get this done. And he's right. You have four really good guys. You don't have great guys anymore. Kawhi Leonard is good. Not great anymore. Not dominant. Russell Westbrook? Good. Not great. James Harden? Good. Not great. Paul George is the one among the four who actually looks like he can have great nights, but he also looks like someone, and this has been consistent with his career, who is a victim of his own talent. He played hero ball last night, took two threes at times where they weren't necessary down the stretch as they were closing it and trying to get back into this game. His decision-making is still questionable. I compare him to Josh Allen. He's so confident in his ability to get shots and to get where he wants to go and to make plays that he doesn't always make the right play or the smart play. And as long as they have that, as long as they don't realize, you know what, we're not, we're not four great players anymore. We can't beat just people on talent. We have to beat them on execution. We have to beat them on effort. We have to beat them on, uh, on how we play defense. Until that message gets through, I have no confidence that they're going to put this together. And unfortunately, Ty Lue's probably going to play, pay the price for this. I don't know that he should, but uh, you have all this talent, and when it under, uh, underwhelms people, the coach is usually the one who pays the price. I've said this about Zach Levine wildly fun to watch worth a ticket i'm not sure he's a winning yep. player zion williamson to me kind of falls into that i think he'll move at the trade deadline potentially he's grumbling reading between the lines i'm not sure he makes people better i just like watching him play is that a fair comp that there yeah. are guys in this league that are great television they're not necessarily making you win more but they're they're productive and great tv yeah, Zach is certainly electric in the same way that Zion is electric. I would give uh, I would give Zach a little more credit for his game having evolved since he got into the league. That's my biggest issue with Zion, and I've called it out before and been told by people in the Pelicans organization. 
He doesn't work on his game. Not to the level that you would expect. Does he work out? Has he tried to get in shape? Sure, all of that. But he's taken 149 field goal attempts this season. Only one of them has been beyond 16 feet. Wow. And that was a missed three-pointer. Like, his entire game is 10 feet and in. You can't possibly operate in today's game, today's positionless game, today's spacing game, without a greater offensive arsenal than that. And yes, he's been injured, and yes, he's missed time, but that's the perfect time to work on your jump shot when you're not having to play games, when you can develop that game. And so, uh, look, I, I've said it before, and I said it because I was told it and got pushback from uh, Larry Nance Jr. is the first one that comes to mind. And I'm just looking at Zion's game right now, and if he's working on it, then you have to question what he's working on because it, in, in my estimation, it has not evolved since he came into the league. Rick Buecher, good stuff. Good, good stuff. Warriors need more. Man, we squeeze that in. I need more time, Colin. We like. Well, this is. I just. We need a show. We got way too much here. Well, why don't you come to L.A.? We got. You know, do they have hotels here? Okay. We can go to dinner. I, you know, it's a big I do city. miss. I do miss our dinners. I will <laughs> say that. All right. Good seeing you, buddy. I also have to give Rick credit. He introduced me to Cafe Americana, which I'd never had in my life. Now I. Now I. I. I thumb my nose. I. I look down at coffee. Coffee's not good enough. Once you have a, ca I told a friend this the other night. Once you have Cafe Americano, you're very European feeling. It tastes better. You'll look down at coffee. I'm a Seattle kid, right? Like I grew up in a coffee area. Not good enough. I'm just giving you a little, uh, little advice as your mentor. Cafe, <laughs> Cafe Americano is so good, and I had, I just never had it. I know you want to take credit for being my mentor, but I have mm. to. It's Steph Curry. Um, he was the first guy I had on my podcast back in the day. I, I met him again recently. He's a super nice guy. He's a little more of a mentor than you. You'd be like a, a 1B as my mentor. Is that why you're a chucker? Yes, exactly. You nailed it. Yeah. No game this week because we secured the number one seed. Oh. I know you want to talk men's basketball. Yeah, sure. Adult leagues. Yeah. Um, all right, Joel Klatt, good stuff. We'll put that on the pod. That was good. That was a nice Wednesday show. We brought some energy today. And, and by the way, UCLA, what are you doing with Chip Kelly? Eight wins, nine wins, now you got six wins. A real chance, potentially, they could beat USC. Seven wins, you're not good enough. This is the best the Pac-12's ever been. Some, some of these schools, now, I mean, again, if that was Ohio State or, or that was Oregon or so, okay, that's, that, the standards are different. But if you look at the Pac-12 over the last 10, 12 years, Washington, Oregon, USC, Utah are more committed and should have, a, have slightly higher standards in terms of W's. They beat LSU a couple years ago. Beat Utah and Washington last year. They got a freshman quarterback. They, they play defense, they run the ball, they just have some, like the Jets, some personnel limitations at quarterback. We'll see you tomorrow live in Los Angeles. It's The Herd. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 